0: Welcome to Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. World-class restaurants, arts, entertainment, and theaters. First skyscraper, 1890. Tallest buildings, beautiful lakefront. Stories on pioneers and industry leaders that made a difference in America. Chicago History, where memories of my childhood were the best in Chicago. Chicago, you got a problem with that? Yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, today's a gift from God. Welcome to the show, folks. My name is Richie Z. I'm going to be your host of Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. I've been in the business for over 25 years now, doing television and radio, and I think we finally got it right. This is a topic that is uh, uh, really loved by a lot of people, from the very young to Um, the seasoned citizens as I'm approaching that era myself today's show we're gonna deal with a lot of different things so we're gonna give you a a good idea of what the show is going to be about in the future so today we're gonna do like an appetizer where we're gonna really wet your palate and get you really interested in what we're doing I want to touch on a few topics because you're gonna hear me talking about the world's fair today of 1893 It was called the Columbian Exposition. I wanna tell you a couple of cute, interesting points from the World's Fair of 1893. Walt Disney's father actually was an artist at the World's Fair of 1893. And he and his wife gave birth to Walt in Chicago, Illinois on December 1st, 1901. The Vienna hot dog, was uh debuted at the world's fair in chicago in fact it's kind of a cool story i'll fill you in a little bit but we'll tell the whole story in shows that will be coming up but uh, two butchers on halstead street in chicago uh invented the hot dog well they called it the vienna all beef hot dog back then neither one of these butchers were from vienna neither one of them had vienna in their name But in the late 1800s in Europe, Vienna stood for a sign of quality. So that's why they used the term Vienna all-beef hot dogs. Folks, they sold 27 million hot dogs at the World's Fair of 1893. Cracker Jack was debuted there. We're going to be telling you a little bit about the brownie. In fact, Bertha Honoré Palmer, the wife of uh, Potter Palmer, of the hotel industry and a real estate mogul uh, actually was the one that uh, came up with the idea for the Brownie. We'll tell you a little bit about that later. The palace of fine art is still in Chicago. That's what it was called at the fair of 1893. Today we know it as the art Institute of Chicago. Some of the famous people that studied at the art Institute of Chicago, take you back to Walt Disney. I wanna tell you a real interesting uh, piece of information I found out. Walt Disney, one of his instructors actually wrote in his file, Walt Disney will not amount to much. Because when they gave him an art project to do, some canvas paper to start drawing on, he wasn't interested in what they asked him to do or told him to do his studies. What he actually was starting to do was draw animals and cartoon characters and that on the paper boy I'll take I'll take a hundred people like Walt Disney look at the empire he built and he was born in Chicago Illinois you're going to be hearing a lot throughout the the shows that we've done about a a wonderful architect in Chicago and that is Daniel Burnham and Ruth um They're credited for a lot of Chicago, but let's get started. I want to, I want to have some fun today. I want to tell you guys some stories. I'm actually a, a tour guide, a Chicago historian, automotive historian for a number of years. Um, whenever I do tours in that, I always ask this question and that is, how did we get the moniker, the Windy City? Everybody always says, the main answer I always get is the politicians are windbags in Chicago, and that's how we got the moniker. Kind of a cool answer, but it's not the one that's true. Other people have said, uh, we have a strong uh, wind coming off the lake, so our downtown area is very windy, and that's how we got the moniker. Had nothing to do with either one of those two. The World's Fair of 1893 is where we got the moniker, the Windy City. And I want to explain to you how this all came about. Chicago and New York were trying to get the Columbian Exposition, the World's Fair of 1893. Well, Chicago was only 20 years old after the Great Chicago Fire. Nobody expected us to get it but I'm gonna tell you why we got it. Our very wealthy people in Chicago, the movers, the shakers, um, the pioneers, the industry leaders in Chicago came up with the money. Chicago put their money where their mouths were and we got the fair. It became the most spectacular fair in the world's history to this very day for a lot of reasons. Uh, We were trying to actually do something better than the world's fair of the 1880s in France. Well, they built the Eiffel tower. That was like a thousand feet high. That was a feat. Well, we had a gentleman here in Chicago. His name was George Ferris. He built the Ferris wheel. It was the first one ever in the history of the world. It was taller than the Eiffel tower. Uh, if anybody's ever been at Navy Pier in downtown Chicago and you've seen the Ferris wheel we have there now, well, imagine it twice as large as the one that's there now. And that was the, the uh, Ferris wheel that George Ferris built for the World's Fair. It actually had 60 trolley type of cars, like miniature buses that held uh, a number of people. They're actually... The Ferris wheel itself held over 2,100 people at a time. It took around 20 minutes to a half hour to go completely around reason the wind, okay? Now, I said it's spectacular. I'm going to give you a few reasons why to this day it's known as the most spectacular World's Fair ever in the history of the world. Electricity was brand new back then. I mean, it was virtually under 10 years old. Now, Edison came out with DC power. Tesla came out with AC power, and that's what we have today. Well, DC power, you would have needed a transformer on every block, basically, to push the power. With AC power, you could have transformers a mile away and have no problem. Edison's light bulb was relatively new, the first time ever used in a situation like uh, this World Fair. So they actually lit up the lakefront. We were called the White City. If you ever get an opportunity, there's The Devil in the White City. There's a book out, wonderful read, a lot of wonderful history in there. I use it to cross-reference some of the history that I have found. But I'm gonna tell you one other thing that we're gonna be doing in, in future shows, probably within a month or so. They actually got the idea for the Emerald City because Edison light Edison's light bulbs at that time had a green filament in them and it put a green tinge on the lakefront that they lit up. The World's Fair, you gotta understand At that time, only 54 million people lived in America in 1893. 27 million people from all over the world came to the World's Fair. They sold over 27 million hot dogs at that World's Fair, Uh, Cracker Jack and all the rest of it. Uh, The Palace of Fine Art, which is the Art Institute of Chicago, Uh, That building was saved by a lot of wealthy people. In fact, uh, uh, Bertha Honoré Palmer was one of them that really stepped up, did a bunch of fundraisers. But she owned a lot of impressionistic art by Monet Rembrandt. She actually donated 30 paintings to get other wealthy people to donate money to uh, the Art Institute of Chicago as we know it today. Well, here's where we got our moniker. New York sent journalists over here, newspaper people, to find out how we did with the World's Fair. Well, they weren't too happy because it was spectacular. They went back to New York and they actually wrote an article and the caption on the article was Chicago, the Windy City and they actually did write about the blow hearts in Chicago bragging about how fine of a job they did with the World's Fair so that's how we got the moniker of the Windy City you know one other thing I want to mention uh, since we're working on that today and that is we have another moniker that they call us the second city well again people say it's because new york is number one chicago's number two well we've never been in competition with new york the reason we are called the second city is because our first city burned to the ground so this is our second city you know i wish new york would back off on us already but you know to this very day every time we turn around New York has got a problem with us. Well, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Chicago, you got a problem with that? I'll take you on. You know what? Just recently, we had a, uh, well, I guess he's a comedian, but he has a television show um, that all over the United States. It's all over cable. The guy, is, the gentleman's name is Jon Stewart, and he started to make fun of our Deep dish pizza. Chicago was voted by Restaurant Magazine, by Restaurant Tour, the best deep dish pizza in the world. Now, I know for a fact because I've done tours for thousands of people. The main question when they come to Chicago is Rich, Richie, where do you get pizza? What's your favorite deep dish pizza? Well, there's like five of them that were actually in contention for the award, but they all scored extremely high. Uh, I'm going to run them down to Uno's and Duo's is um, a wonderful deep dish pizza. Uh, uh, Giordano's is really good. Lou Malinati's uh, and Gino's East. In the downtown district, you'll find all of those pizzas, and I always told the people uh, they could go to any one of them. They're excellent. Now I think I know why. Um, in fact, we call like a person like John Stewart that doesn't know what he's talking about. In Chicago, we have a term for you. We call you a putz. I think I know why the putz is talking about our pizza. Number one, um, they have they don't have enough bad things in New York. They got to come to Chicago. Well, they're trying to get the heat off Chicago because they do some stupid things out there too. But uh, if you go to have a pizza in Chicago, especially, well, any pizza, i gonna tell you right now, the best is when you walk in the restaurant, sit down, and they bring that hot pizza to your table. It's the best when it's served hot. Uh, if John Stewart was here, and I've seen a lot of people in downtown actually take the pizza home in a box, uh, you lose half the taste. And I'm gonna tell you why, folks. Number one, when it's hot, the crust is crispy. The cheese and the sauce are just the right temperature. The cheese is real stringy. and when it when you put it in your mouth, it's just it's to die for. If you put it in that cardboard box by the time you get any 10 minutes away from um, the restaurant, the crust is mushy. the sauce and the cheese are cold and it's just it lost half of the taste. So John Stewart, Um, if you're going to take Chicago on with some stupid stuff, I wish you'd check with me first. You know, something I want to even say last uh, week, uh, judge Anthony Scalia actually made a comment about our pizza. Again, some New York guy, I I have no idea why he's uh, even mentioned it, but he said it, it should be called a tomato pie. Well, judge Scalia, I just want to say one thing. You've never had one because I've never had a stuffed pizza with tomatoes on it. Folks, we're going to cut to a break right now, and we'll be back shortly. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me, let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Hey, welcome back, folks. Uh, This is Richie Z. Uh, This is my maiden voyage. But don't be afraid. Uh, you don't have to buckle up in your seatbelts. Um, I've been on the air for 25 years. I've been doing this. And uh, just to let you know, you could look into our website. I want you to go to uh, www.richie.com, like richiez.com. Uh, we'll have a podcast of each one of these shows that we do here at Talk Zone, Syndication Networks. We finally have hit syndication. We are going to uh, uh, look to syndicate in, in more uh, cities and that. Uh, so if, you, if you're interested, you know, our sponsors uh, are, are, are life in this industry. So I know what I'm talking about. Uh, Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, a great place uh, to enjoy a great meal, cozy atmosphere, elegant. Uh, they can handle your catering. They can actually do any kind of a party from 10 people to 150 people. Uh, In fact, they supplied us lunch over here at the studio today, so we're gonna have some fun in about an hour um, with lunch from uh, Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. I'm gonna run down a few of the things that we will be doing on each and every show. Today's show is, like I say, an appetizer. We're gonna get you interested in where we're going. One of the segments we will be doing probably every week will be something called Rules of the Road 2014. Now, my first rule, I'm gonna need some help in a few weeks. Um, In fact, I'm gonna give you my Facebook account. I want you to friend me on Facebook. But in uh, a few weeks, we're gonna put up a petition on Facebook. And I need you to get on there and sign the petition. What I wanna do is make red lights in Chicago about 10 to 20 seconds longer, so people could finish texting before they pull away from the light. So uh, folks, uh, we're gonna use a little levity, but uh, it is serious about texting and that. Uh, My Facebook account, if you'd like to uh, uh, friend me on Facebook, I'm actually at RichieZ.com, R-I-C-H-I-E, Z-I-E, uh, uh, at facebook. I'm on in two areas. I'm on at uh, Yahoo and I'm also on at Gmail. So if you want to friend me, you can do that over at Facebook also. Uh, We're going to be doing something that I made famous over 20 years ago. I've been on major television network, um, something called Car Care Corner, uh, Tip Jar, Richie's Tip Jar, uh, quick tips automotive tips but we are doing a segment that i made famous a few years ago on radio when i was doing talk radio uh it's called if you have an automotive glitch don't bitch email rich so if we use your question on the air you're probably going to win a prize from our prize closet we do have a number of prizes right now so uh this really is a cool segment. It turned out to be phenomenal. And uh, I just want to mention one thing. I want the ladies to call in with questions. I, I just want to come back. We're going to probably do this uh, uh, tip. Uh, a lady called one day and said, uh, you're going to think my question's stupid. And I stopped her right there. I said, the only stupid question is the one you don't ask. What's your question? She says, how do you get stains out of the interior of my automobile? I sat back in the studio and I was just completely taken by, you know, I, I don't know if any of you noticed, but I females and males are, are, are made differently. And I don't think we would have ever come up with that kind of a question. But when she said that, I was like blown away because everybody um, goes through a drive-through they spill pop. If you have kids, uh, you might have cookies, candy. Um, You know, people are eating in the car all the time, just like texting. So that's a great one. We're probably going to do a segment on that in the spring when you can go out and actually uh, have some fun with your car. But we also do a a thing called Richie's tip jar in that. Uh, So today we're going to deal with uh, some tips And we're going to go a little long on these tips because uh, this is way overdue. I was trying to get on the air a few months ago, but uh, it's cool. We're we're starting in the spring. Hopefully, this uh, weather's behind us. But I'm sure we're going to have some cold weather yet, and we're going to have this rain, and then the cars freezing up. So let's start out with some uh, tips right now. Black ice, you've heard a lot about. I prefer not to use salt on black ice around the home, the driveway, the sidewalks, and all of that, I prefer to use sand. I like having sand in the trunk of the car. It gives you traction. Uh, Usually it's raining out. Rain dissolves the salt, the sand, it does not. And even if it freezes, it freezes gritty instead of freezing uh, like a sheet of ice. So. Uh, black ice, wonderful product to use is sand. Put some in your trunk. Uh, people say kitty litter all the time, and that's a wonderful product, but uh, you're paying a lot of money for kitty litter versus a bag of sand. So go with the sand. Now, we're going to have another number of days still of cold weather and rain probably. How would you like to be able to scrape your windows clean in less than two minutes? your exterior windows with heavy frost on them, heavy ice on them. There's a product out there called Rain X. It's in all the big box stores, uh, major hardware stores and that. Go get it. Clean your windows very well. Only on the exterior of the automobile now. I want you to put a coat of this Rain X on, rub it in, buff it off. Uh, your mirrors, your outside mirrors also. The next time you have all this ice all over your windows, you take the scraper, it comes off in sheets. I have not, since I've been using Rainnecks, ever spent more than two minutes scraping the uh, windows on my vehicle all the way completely around. How yeah. many of you have had the car door freeze up? You go to open the door, and it's frozen solid. Well, here's a tip for that. Go out and get Pledge Furniture Polish, and it has to be Pledge. The other ones don't have as much silicone. Some of them don't even have half as much silicone. Now, what I want you to do is get a clean terry cloth towel. Take and open your doors, each one of them, and spray the door jams, but definitely spray a heavy... Coat on the weather strip and then walk around the whole car, just spray everything, and then walk around the car, wipe it in, wipe it off. It'll penetrate the weather strip of the automobile. And the next time it's raining out in the afternoon, early evening, and then all of a sudden after dark it starts to freeze, your car door will not freeze up. Door locks are a big problem. Now, WD-40, there's a lot of products you can use. I stay away from a lot of these uh, graphite products and this and that. With the new locking systems in automobiles, electronics and all of that, graphite is kind of a a, a product that leaves a film, and it might interfere with some of your computer stuff. Once a month, if you just push the little nozzle of WD-40 into the door lock, give it one little spritz once every three months in the winter time. Uh, you'll prevent your door locks from freezing up. Now I was telling you about the, the, the segment we had, if you have an automotive glitch, don't bitch, email Rich. Well, I'm gonna tell you about what happened to a guy with a brand new car. He had it washed, this was a few years ago. You know, he couldn't stand seeing the salt on the car. He ran it through the car wash. Well, on a day when it was like 40 below zero, 50 below zero with the windshield. When he got home, he usually put the car in the garage. Well, his kids had all their toys out there, the snow blowers in the garage, so he left the car outside. Well, the door locks did freeze up. And this gentleman took a lighter and actually heated the key. Well, you cannot do that today. You can't even put a key in boiling water or a hot cup of coffee. Because the computers, there's computer chips in every key now. And if you do something like that, what you're going to do is fry the computer chip. Some of those keys, and this gentleman that emailed us to the show actually had to spend 300 and some odd dollars to replace his key that he cooked because he actually heated it up. So stay away from that. Put some WD-40 in the lock. That'll prevent your locks from freezing up. Now, I was telling you a little bit about the windshield and that, uh, the the outer glass. You know, I want to say something about uh, windshield wipers. They're made with better rubber than ever. Um, When they start to smear, you probably have six more months or maybe even uh, a little longer with them. All you have to do is take and put some glass cleaner on a terry cloth towel and rub the windshield wiper blade. I usually rub it at least 10 times. You'll see that terry cloth towel turn black. Well, that's all the acid rain and all the pollution and all the crud outside uh, that is on your wiper and the sun helps to you know bake it in just a little bit. So if you wipe the wiper blades with a terry cloth towel and glass cleaner on that towel, you'll probably get another six months or longer out of your wiper blades. In fact, I've done it until the wiper blades are starting to, to, to come apart. Then you know you have to replace it. But also, since we're in this wiper area, let me tell you about this, because this is huge at this time of the year, and I hope none of you had this problem, but clean off the snow and ice at the wiper arm base. Because if you let that snow turn to ice, what happens the next day when you come out and turn on the wipers, they can't move because it's frozen and you burn out your wiper motor. This happens a lot at uh, in the winter time. So you could prevent that, and some of the wiper motors today are in excess of three, $400 to be replaced. Also, This is key too, if you have a window that is stuck, don't keep hitting the power button. It's frozen, it's gotta thaw out. It might take uh, until the afternoon when mother nature heats up the car with the sunlight. If you keep hitting that button, you will burn out your power window motor or break your window track, it's only like ribbons today. So stay off of that button if the window is not opening and closing. Now, one other thing that I want to mention. Um, snow and ice and you're stuck in traffic and all of that. This is a big problem. I, I'm sure everybody that's been in traffic like that, in this, this especially this time of year, uh, has seen uh, cars stalled out. Some have run out of gas, but other ones, the battery went completely dead. Couple of tips to prevent that from happening. Number one, do not use the rear window defogger. Do not even use the cigarette lighter for anything because they draw a lot of current. When you're sitting in traffic like that in the snow, uh, stuck and you're not moving, the alternator is not charging your charging system, your battery, so it's actually draining your battery. Now, people always say, well, how do I get the uh, the fog off of my windows inside? That's real simple. I want you to open windows, just preferably the rear windows uh, of the automobile, a quarter of an inch. The steam will go off, and your inside windows will not be fogged up. You don't need to use that rear window defogger. I don't want you breaking down. I don't want your, your battery to be dead and you stuck out on the road, number one. It's, it's horrible for traffic, but number two, also, it's unsafe. You're sitting out there, uh, you're ready to uh, uh, have somebody hit you. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry. Call 708-983-3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue. That's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708 983 three six seven oh folks also you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed please patronize our sponsors because without them we will not be on the air welcome back everybody i'm gonna go right back into uh, a couple of interesting things people always ask about about our wonderful city the city of chicago I'll tell you folks, this this city has one of the most amazing histories in the world. Uh, being a uh, historian and being a tour guide for uh, a number of months in Chicago, I learned a lot about uh, people coming here. We get people from all over the world that come to our world-class city, city of Chicago. I'm gonna answer a couple of the questions that. Usually pop up when I'm doing tours and I'm out uh, uh, doing speaking engagements. In fact, you can book Richie Z. Uh, I'll give you a phone number where you can call me direct, but you can go to the website and find all of that information. But you can actually book me to uh, uh, do a tour for your group, or actually come in and uh, do a seminar or do a, a, a presentation of Chicago history, IMC events. I've done a lot of uh, uh, special events. In fact, uh, I'm part of uh, Angels of Peace Compassion Ministry. We do weddings, civil unions, vow renewal. Bless your special event. And that, from anywhere from a motorcycle event to a a, a kids event, uh, a cancer event, whatever it is, uh, we'll come out and do that. I've done a lot of uh, memorial services and prayers for guidance so if you're interested the angels of peace compassion ministry you can contact us at 312-450-2750 we've been doing this for over 10 years um you know a lot of religions today uh, won't give you any kind of service if you're even divorced so um if you're looking for a special uh, compassion minister to come and and deal with your events, give us a call. And that you can check on our website also. You know, one thing I wanna do is uh, mention my podcast site because there's a lot of things on there. In fact, I have some of my uh, treasured vintage television shows. Folks, I started doing television 25 years ago, 1989. Where did time go? But uh, I run into people all the time that uh, love the shows We're going to be putting some new stuff in. If you want to become a sponsor, if you want to donate to the show, go to the site, RichieZ.com, R-I-C-H-I-E, Z like in Zebra, I-E.com. And we'll put together any kind of a package, but we're going to be doing some television shows about Chicago. Right now in our video department on the site, we actually have 15 television shows up there in fact the one i'm really proud of i think i'm approaching or i'm surpassing thousand visits on how to polish your motorcycle so go to the video uh, area click on it and then you click on uh wild world of classics and that'll take you right to all the titles so pick out whatever you want to watch click on it again and it's on youtube but it comes up right away so you can enjoy everything on our site before we used to have you have to Surf around to find things. Now it's all in one spot, and our our site is in a work in progress right now, so uh, be a little patient with us. But uh, also, if you want to help out on the show, if you have, uh, like I say, an automotive glitch, or or if you have suggestions, topics you want us to cover on the show, you can always email me at r the letter r auto a u t o m d at gmail.com. Email me direct. Now, a question that pops up a lot in Chicago is the Chicago flag. It actually has two blue stripes on it. It has four red stars on it, and it has three white areas on it. And it pops up all the time. People want to know what it stands for. Where did we come up with the concept of all of that stuff on the flag? Well, number one, the four stars, You know, we were the first um, army base, basically, military base, uh, the furthest away from Washington back in 1812. It was called Fort Dearborn. In fact, if you're ever around Michigan and Wacker Drive, right, where the WGN radio building is, uh, the Wrigley buildings are across the street, in that area uh, and down by the river, It tells a wonderful history. There's plaques all over the place. But that's where Fort Dearborn was. So that was our first red star. Our second red star stands for 1871, the Great Chicago Fire. We're going to be doing a show about that in the future, folks. Our third star is for the 1893 World's Fair. And then the fourth star is our Century of Progress, our 100-year anniversary, which was 1933. And if any of you are familiar with the uh, three museums, the uh, Field Museum, the Planetarium, and the Aquarium, uh, that's where the Century of Progress is. And if any of you know where McCormick Place is, it was all the way from McCormick Place all the way to these three museums, including... Soldier Field. Now, Soldier Field originally was built in the 20s. It held over 100,000 people, never built for a sporting event. In fact, the first things that they had there were rodeos and boxing matches where they actually had over 100,000 people attend. But it originally was called Municipal Field. Uh, But one of our congressmen put through the legislation to call it Soldier Field, to honor soldiers that lost their lives in the war. Now there's two blue stripes on the flag of Chicago. One stands for the Chicago River, the other stands for Lake Michigan. Now the three white areas stand for the neighborhoods of Chicago, north, south, and west. East is the river folks so we don't have an East so that's how we that's what our flag actually stands for another interesting point I'm always asked about is uh, Route 66 where's the beginning what you know what especially Europeans they actually come to America to travel Route 66 some of them actually even send their antique cars to Chicago or their motorcycles or you can even rent, uh, I, I had a group of uh, British tourists this summer that actually rented Harley-Davidson's here in Chicago and took off from the beginning of Route 66 all the way out to California. Uh, we've done a show, I think it's on my podcast site right now with one of the wonderful historians of Route 66, only in Illinois, but there's two great shows on our, our site, so. If you want to hear a lot about what was invented on Route 66 in the 30s, check it out on our podcast site. But uh, Chicago to L.A., and it always is Chicago. It's not L.A. to Chicago. It's Chicago to L.A. It was completed in the early 1930s. Now I've talked to a lot of folks that actually traveled the whole Route 66. It was a two-lane highway. Um, It actually is at uh, Michigan Avenue and uh, Adams, Jackson, that area right in there. Now, why one of our politicians had the sign removed off of Michigan Avenue uh, is beyond me because tourists always look for it. Well, the city did put it back up, but it's not on Michigan Avenue, which I think is uh, not right. But it is on Adams. So if you're going down Michigan Avenue, take a look west and you'll see the sign at the beginning of Route 66. Um, let's see. We're going to go forward to, I'm going to take you on a trip to 1895 in Chicago. After the World's Fair and all of that, the first automobile race ever held was in Chicago, Illinois on November the 28th, 1895, it was actually Thanksgiving Day. It was from Michigan and Jackson to Evanston, Illinois, and back. 54 miles, well it snowed very heavily that day. The average speed of the racers uh, participating in that race was about (laughs) 7.3 miles per hour. Interesting fact, folks, there was an electric car in that race. Now, what was the problem? It didn't finish. The problem was it ran out of current. It, uh, But going all the way back to that era, now I just read an article recently, they found the first Porsche ever made, and it was an electric vehicle also. Frank Duran actually won that race. Uh, so let me get into... Uh, We got a little bit of time here. I want to cover this one because I think a lot of you are going to, uh, enjoy fact. Five years ago when I started on AM radio, it became one of the top shows at the station in a short period of time. We did a show. Our first show was on how to prevent pothole damage. The potholes out on the street. Well, I think this year we shouldn't call them potholes. Some of the streets, I've just come down to the studio today, some of them are like Beirut after the bombing. It's, it's horrible out there. Let me give you some tips. Now, one thing I definitely wanna mention before I even start with this, I'm not the messiah. I can't save your life uh, completely. If you get into one of these man-eating potholes, uh, automobile-eating, wheel-eating potholes, uh, I, you're probably gonna have damage. But here's the biggest trick of all on preventing extreme damage in potholes. Now, number one, once you see the hole, and if you can't go right or left, bounce through the hole. Do not put your foot into the brake. Everybody has a tendency to put their foot in the brake. What happens when you do that is that tire, that wheel that's going into that pothole, actually get stuck there because you got the brake on. The other ones are rolling. Your other three tires are rolling. So now you created thousands, maybe thousands of dollars of suspension damage because the car's still moving forward, the wheel stuck in the hole, what happens? You're, you're doing suspension damage. The automobile goes up and you're breaking a lot of suspension parts. So the best tip I can give you, number one, if you see it, you can't go right or left, you can't avoid it, uh, say a little novena, ask the Lord not to have too much damage, but uh, bounce through it, do not go into the brake. That's a great tip. Number two, and I find this, uh, especially at this time of the year, especially with this cold winter, check the air in your tires with cold weather tires actually lose air if you're down even five pounds of air pressure in your tire uh chances are you'll hit that rim bend that rim or blow the tire if you're up to the correct air pressure you may if it's not a real big hole you may be able to bounce through it without any problem now everybody asks me uh, this is one of the questions I always asked. How much air do I put in my tire? Well, I, I really don't know. I can't answer that on the radio. But this is the way I want you to find out how much air to put in your tire. Every automobile in the driver's door jam has a tag, and it tells you how much air to put in your tires. So, max it out. Don't go a little, don't think that you're going to put five extra pounds in uh, and it's going to make it better. Uh, It's not a good thing. In the rain, and the ice, and the snow, you have too much air in the tire. The the tire is not on the ground properly, and you're losing a lot of traction, but you're also losing a lot of stopping power. So take a look on the inside of the jam. Tires uh, actually have... um, poundage on there but it's like a a maxed out thing it's not to go by magic video and television productions complete wedding package includes church ceremony reception cake cutting toast first dance and much more anniversary retirement parties banquets reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Welcome back everybody. I'm Richie Z, your host of Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. We're We're here for the long haul, but we do need sponsors. And definitely please patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be here. But we're going to be doing television and radio. In my career, I've done over uh, 600 live television shows on uh, local channels. Uh, I've been on in California broadcast channels. Um, We've done over 200 uh, radio shows. I've been on... um, a number I'm just gonna say there's a number of internet stations nothing as professional as syndication networks talk zone I'm uh, really uh, loving this I I finally uh, we, we, we've been talking for a while here going back and forth but I really wanted to be here uh, this is one of the most professional stations that I have found in the Chicago area I have done segments on a lot of local channels of top people in Chicago. um, They don't think there's a need for what we do though, giving out advice and all of that. So, um, we're doing it on our own. We need sponsors. So like I say, even if you want to donate to the show, uh, you're able to do that. Uh, there's a number of things I want to go over, but boy, you know, these shows seem to go so quickly. But, uh, you know, I want to yeah, let me get into this one because you guys can all still use it. A lot of you put your toys away in that for the winter. Uh, I want you to go out and get some treatment, gas treatment. I'm not a big uh, additive fan when it comes to automobiles and that, and we'll touch on a few, but uh, I found one additive that is, it's gold. And it's called seafoam. So if you put your car away, your motorcycle, your scooter, whatever you did, I want you to get a, a can of seafoam, and I want you to, like, if you have a full tank of gas in that automobile that's been sitting through the winter, I want you to put a full can of seafoam uh, into the uh, gasoline. It'll actually um, stabilize it and make it work. Seafoam is a great product, and it'll also help to clean your uh, your engine and that, but it's also good. You might be putting away that snowblower this year. So uh, put some in there. Um, there's all kinds of tips I want to give out uh, when it comes to that. But, you know, right now we're in a part of the season where people with leave their engines running. And I've seen this a number of times in my neighborhood where they have attached garages and they got the car running. But the doors open, they say. Never leave any kind of uh, internal combustion engine running in a garage, even with the doors open. Attached garage to the house. And this means automobiles, lawnmowers, motorcycles, electric generators. We're going to start getting into this time right now where we're going to have a lot of rain and power outages, you know, it, you know, it's coming folks, the hundred year flood we've had, I think 20 of them in the last 10 years. So, um, if you're doing the, uh, the generator to keep your refrigerator going and, and some things around your home, never, uh, never put it on the porch or in the g- attached garage. Always put it outside people every year. Um, Lose their lives because of carbon monoxide poisoning in their autom- in their homes, because automobiles were running in the garage, or generators or things like that. But you can also use this product C foam, uh, for uh, stabilizing your vehicles and making them run right. You know what, folks? Uh, I'm gonna I want to mention a few things. I got a little bit of time here left. Uh, this being my maiden voyage, and that, you know, throughout the years I've been on and. Um, There's been a bunch of nasty things uh, done and said about me. You know, when people talk bad about you uh, to someone else, uh, chances are when you walk away, they're talking to someone else bad about you. Well, I've had this all my life. Uh, We've been very successful with shows. I've had some very good sponsors but people at the stations and people in the industry thought that they were smart. They're better than everybody else. Um, and, uh, they go after you. Well, with this show now on, uh, on this radio station, um, we will deal with stuff like that. We will mention, uh, what's going on and we're going to let our sponsors know about it also. Uh, one other thing, People say that I've copied other people. Well, if you listen to this show today, there's nobody anywhere doing what I do. Okay? I'm proud of it. I love what I do. I love Chicago. I love history. Um, It's a passion of mine. It's been a passion of mine for a long time. We're going to do some shows that are really going to uh, interest you. In fact, uh, I'll just mention one. We're going to do the history of The Wizard of Oz. And it's a 100% Chicago story, and it started in 1890. I want to wait until it uh, it gets a little warmer out. But people say I've copied other people or this or that. Uh, that's not true. Uh, a lot of pompous asses think that they're smart and they've got the best thing going on. And uh, I'm going to tell you who my mentors were. I didn't copy them, but I did use... Um, them and both of them I met personally one became a good friend of mine Uh, one of the gentlemen was uh, Jan Gabriel if you if you lived in Chicago you remember the gentleman that used to have commercials on Sunday 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 a beautiful US 30 drag strip where the great ones run that was Jan Gabriel and I did meet him and he became a good friend of mine he passed away a couple years ago but also I did get to meet Paul Harvey and for the rest of the story, uh, Paul Harvey was one of my heroes, and that's—I've mentored my show around these two wonderful gentlemen. So we are—we are running out of time here, folks. I can't believe the hour's gone. For any information on the show, please go to my website. It's www.richiezie.com. I'm Richie Z. Uh, Patronize my sponsors. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week, folks. Same time, same station.